0: you have questions ask the experts has answers for the next hour you'll hear from experts in the fields of health law finance and home improvement answering commonly asked questions from people just like you learn about mortgages and real estate personal injury law mold and mildew removal estate and financial planning and other important topics that affect you and your family welcome to the ask the experts radio show brought to you by Kemp Rouge and green your car accident team
1: you're listening wondering. to the Ask the Experts show, Tampa Bay, Florida, and we're thrilled that you're joining us this morning. This is that show where you and we ask the experts the questions that are on your mind. The show is brought to you by Kemp Rouge and Green, your car accident team, and Pat, do you want to take a guess on how many, how many timeshares there are, how many people own timeshares in the United States?
0: I'm going to say there has to be. Uh, three million. Yeah,
1: boy, I tell you, it seems like uh three million would be the right number. But actually, according to a 2018 study, there's about seven and a half percent of U.S. households now own one or more timeshare weeks, and that's about nine point six million. Owners, 9.6 million owners. And you know what? Because it's December, a lot of folks are looking at their um, end-of-the-year financial statements, and they're looking at uh, where they're spending money. And many of you listening to this show right now might fit into that 7% of households who have a timeshare. And you're thinking to yourself, you know what? We really either didn't use it, don't want it, or whatever it is, and want to get that line item off of our financial P&L, our family's P&L sheet, and now's a good time to consider that. And that's why we've invited back to the Ask the Experts show our friend, Andy Meyer. He is with Fit the Finn Law Group. Good morning, Andy. How are you?
0: Good morning, Mark. I'm uh, doing well, and I hope all is good with you.
1: Yeah, all is good. Well, I don't know if you could hear uh, our intro there. Uh, I was mentioning that there's I about 9.5, I guess 9.6 million owners, uh, household it, owners in the United States of timeshares. Is that number right that I found online?
0: Absolutely, and it's only grown since then. Uh, timeshare industry is very, very large. Uh, it is a multi, multi-billion dollar uh, business uh, and it's a big deal in the Florida economy, of course. Of course. Of here in Florida, uh, know about our friends in the Orlando area and uh, our, our practice. Uh, while we're based in Florida, we we have clients from all over the country uh, who have traveled here and, and uh, gone to, say, Disney World or, or one of the other attractions in Orlando and, and left with something a little bit extra that maybe they didn't count on having. Not just
1: the Mickey Mouse ears, Right well that 's right well i'll tell you it 's amazing because you know that means that literally one uh, if it 's seven percent it 's probably ten percent, so yeah, one out of ten of our listeners driving around right now that means uh is probably has a timeshare in their portfolio and whether or not they're thinking about offloading it at some point soon, it's important that they know the law regarding that and uh, how it affects their impact, impacts their finances. And that's why uh, the Finn Law Group is so important to the Ask the Expert show because it's a lot of our listeners. Andy, tell us a little bit how long your firm has been working with timeshare owners so we can get a baseline perspective of uh, what you do and how you do it.
0: Absolutely. So our uh, firm was founded by uh, Mike Finn, uh, he's been a lawyer for over 50 years, but really moved into this practice area in 2011. Uh, prior to that, he was up in uh, Michigan, but moved down to Florida and um, began the FinLaw Group here. And so I joined the firm uh, in 2015, and uh, we've been, you know, so focusing for over a decade on uh, the timeshare owner uh, representation. It's it's a very tricky area of the law. I, I like to say that uh, the timeshare transaction is more complicated, at least in my opinion, than a home purchase just because uh, Timeshare has morphed over the years. It's it's no longer just simply uh, somebody owning a week in unit somewhere at a place they like. Uh, It's typically uh, a hybrid product that involves points, and there's all kinds of different ways it can be structured. Uh, Sometimes there's trust interests. It just can get very complicated very quickly. And if you've bought one recently, you will remember at the, at the closing table, you were presented a gig, you know, gigantic stack of papers. Uh, a lot going on in that transaction, legally speaking. Uh, and it takes uh, a trained eye to understand and unravel all of what's happening. Oh,
1: and, my and gosh. Act. Yeah, unravel is a key point. I I matter of fact, I was on Google, and when you type in timeshares, millions of results come up. And, of course, the way Google's set up, a lot of questions that most commonly get asked, things like, you know Where are most timeshares located? Are they for life? Where can I go with it? What do I do with it? All these questions that people have, and we know that our listeners have these questions, and that's why you're on the show today. Timeshare's been a lo- around for a long time. Are, are, you sort of touched on this, but are timeshares today the same as the ones you know that we all remember from 30 years ago? Are they same, or are they evolved into something different?
0: Definitely different. Uh, you're mentioning, you know, so many people own timeshares. I, I definitely experience that as I'm going around uh, doing different things in in life. Uh, people ask me what I do. I tell them my specialty, which is, you know, a little unusual. Uh, and and almost every time I mention it, the person uh, will say, "Oh, I own one," or "My mom owns one." Uh, it's it's obviously a very very common product. Uh, if if you're in a situation where it's your parents owning the timeshare, they may have very well bought. A, a traditional deeded interest in a unit in a week somewhere in a place they like. But if it's something that's been purchased in the last, uh, probably since the 2000s, really early 2000s, uh, you're not going to own just that. You're going to own uh, points, uh, possibly a deeded interest, but as I was mentioning before, you could be involved in a, in a trust um, in some fashion. You know, there's all kinds of crazy uh, uh, structures, I'll call them, on how the timeshare industry is trying to adapt to – Uh, Consumers changing travel tastes so people don't typically like to go to the same place at the same time every year. And the idea is that you can uh, own points and use those points to make reservations at at other timeshares around the country. And that concept uh, sounds great, and many people are happy with that, and that's fantastic. Uh, The problem comes in if, if for whatever reason, you don't want to keep that uh, timeshare interest, you can't keep the timeshare interest, Um, it's being handed down to you or something, you don't want it, you know, what do you do in that instance? And that's where we can play a role in helping you.
1: My my goodness, Andy, I, I have to make you laugh here. And we've been you've been on this show countless times. We've been talking about this topic because it is so important to our listeners. But most people, when they own a timeshare that they want to get out of, they go online and they look up. You know, how do I get out of a timeshare? Can I can I make you laugh for a second here? There's a, There's a, there's an article from a major national publication. I won't mention which one it is, but it's one that every one of our listeners would recognize. And they answer. There's an article that says, "Looking to get out of a timeshare." Here's how to do it legally. And this is why it's so important to contact somebody like the Finn Law Group, because if you read an article like this, you're going to be led astray down the wrong road. And so let me me read you the top six. They said how to do it legally, how to get out of timeshare. One, call the developer. Two, rent it out. Three, sell it on the resale market. (laughs) Four, gift it to a friend, family member, or stranger. Five, stop your payments. And six, avoid scams. Now, here's the problem with all that. Well, all of that may sound great to the layperson, but the how, how anybody who signed a contract for a timeshare ought to know that there's about a stack of paper as thick as an old 1975 t- yellow pages book, <laughs> right? With all kinds of legal Absolutely. legal jargon. Absolutely. That if you follow yeah. any one of those, I mean, call the developer. Okay, you know, sell it on the resale. You can't just sell something on the resale market. You have to. Follow the law. Otherwise, it could come back to really haunt you, especially if you sell it for less than what you owe on it or the person. I mean, there's so many things there. That's why it's important.
0: Absolutely, That's right, Mark. And I, I, we could spend the show, for me, deconstructing uh, what the problems are with those suggestions. However, I will say a couple caveats. Uh, if you, you are interested in exiting your timeshare, it's worth giving your developer a call at the at the outset. I think you should go into that conversation with – Every one of your, you know, uh, hairs in the back of your neck up, looking for uh, the 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 hard sell and an attempt to upgrade you. That's what typically happens, but not always. And sometimes developers are willing to work with consumers, particularly if there's a hardship of some kind. So that can be an option. It's just not a very realistic one, and that, in my opinion, and it's not number one, Uh, but it's the first step Uh, in renting out. To your point, Mark maybe you can, but uh, there's all kinds of uh, contractual. Uh, rules and regulations about that uh, in your contract, most likely, that you're not going to necessarily know about or be able to find. And even if you can uh, rent it out, how are you going to accomplish that? Uh, giving it away to a friend. Boy, that's 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 a, a tough one. You want to give away something you don't want to your friend? That's not the kind of friend I'd like to be, right? <laughs> that's pretty. Sad. Well, listen, but you've you've addressed this on
1: the show in the past. Selling the the number three, which was sell it on the real estate on the resale market. You can find them for a dollar on eBay. A dollar?
0: Well, this is the thing. Absolutely, <laughs> this is the thing. Now, listen. If you if you bought a a, a gorgeous uh, in a gorgeous resort in Hawaii or right, right, a, a right, veil, right. sure, of course, uh, obviously you've got something. You've also spent a lot of money on it. I assure you. Uh, so that and and the other problem we have to watch out for. Uh, and it's interesting, Mark, because I, I did a, a a podcast since the last time I've been on your show with uh, the BBB out of San Antonio. Uh, and and the emphasis of the podcast that I was a guest on was. Uh, how do consumers avoid timeshare fraud and scams? And you would not believe the number of people who receive unsolicited offers, uh, through their email mm. and the mail on the phone I from would. companies saying they will help you, uh, sell your timeshare, uh, or even worse telling you that they have a buyer, uh, for your timeshare and, and attempting to offer you tremendous amounts of money, uh, for your timeshare interest mm. and, um, one of the things we talked about on that podcast is if someone's reaching out to you unsolicited, be extremely cautious. That yeah, is almost sure. like the number 1 red flag for fraud. Yeah. Um, you know, if you own a run-of-the-mill timeshare interest in Orlando and someone's telling you that, that they can sell it for you for, you know, 100 grand, Goodness gracious, that should that should be a warning right there that that's not, that's not legit.
1: You're listening to the Ask the Experts show. I'm your host, Mark Steckman. I'm chatting with Andy Meyer with the Finn Law Group. The Finn Law Group is the premier law team here in Florida that can help you get out of a timeshare. If you have a timeshare that it's time to move on from, you might want to give them a call. You can find them online, of course, at Finn Law Group. And we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Andy's going to give us some things that uh, we need to know about uh, getting out of a timeshare in the process and some things to avoid whether or not uh kind of kind of right along the lines of something he was just talking about so stick around the ask the expert show we'll be back with andy meyer with finn law group right after this quick break if you own a timeshare, you know getting out of the contract is not easy. Some options are better than others, and you deserve to know your rights. The Finn Law Group can help. Attorney Andy Meyer and the Finn Law Group have been helping people just like you solve disputes with timeshare companies legally and professionally with an attorney who will fight for your rights. Finn Law Group, A rated with the Better Business Bureau, and ready to help you too. Contact Finn Law Group today, 855 346 6529, or finlawgroup.com. Finnlawgroup.com, offices St. Petersburg. Alrighty, welcome back to the Ask the Experts show. I'm your host, Mark Steckman, and I want you to write this name down, and that is Andy Meyer. He's a regular on the Ask the Experts show. He is with FinLaw Group, and FinLaw Group is the... Legal team to help you. I, I think you got to make sure that you—we've you, you, all heard these commercials on the radio and on TV talking about getting out of your your timeshare and these timeshare exit companies. Most of them are not law firms. And the reason you need a lawyer, uh, an attorney that is, is uh, experienced in this category is because there's a lot of documents that you've signed, you've committed to, and you've got to make sure that whatever it is that you're— Uh, agreeing to in terms of getting out, that uh, you're protected. And that's why uh, we trust the FinLaw Group, Andy Meyer. He's a regular right here on the show. Andy, if somebody dies and they own a timeshare, does it automatically pass on to their children?
0: It certainly can, Mark. It can certainly be a problem for the heirs. Uh, It depends on the state uh, in which the uh, person lived, and it depends upon exactly what they own. As we've been talking about, the timeshare interests themselves can be complicated, uh, but it is absolutely a, a legitimate concern for people uh, that don't want the timeshare that their parents might have had. Uh, so it's something that we urge people to think about uh, who may be elderly and own a timeshare. Think about it bef- in your estate planning activities. Uh, but if you're a, a kid uh, and you and your parents pass on with one, contact us. We can help you understand what. Uh, your options are what your legal obligations may be, um, you know. And we, we see from time to time unscrupulous developers uh, take advantage of the uh, the passing of an owner and, and automatically starting to send bills to the to the heirs. Uh, and that's not necessarily the right and legal way to go. Uh, again, it depends on your circumstances, and we're happy to take a look at what you've got and, and give you some advice on um, what you can do
1: so i already mentioned a lot of our listeners uh own timeshares just statistically but uh, also a lot of our listeners uh, may have been or may are maybe going through a divorce and so what happens if a husband and wife buy a timeshare while they're together and then they get a divorce who actually gets the timeshare how's that determined
0: it's like a hot potato mark you know and of course uh in that time of life, if you're in a, the middle of a divorce, it can be—it's uh, obviously very, very stressful—and there's a lot of uh, probably more pressing things to be thinking about than the timeshare interest. And so sometimes we see that this uh, has been forgotten or ignored, and it can come back and be a an nasty surprise because uh, one spouse may have assumed the other was going to take care of it. And that, unless it's uh, taken care of in the divorce papers, it can it can become neb- nebulous or it can become an obligation of both. Uh, notwithstanding, and can renew kind of uh, the uh, acrimony between the parties as they have to sort through getting out of the timeshare after once they thought everything was done. So we, again, like, like with the the other problem of passing on death, we, we urge people to think about that uh, problem, even though it's not top of mind, to think about it. Uh, While you're in the divorce, uh, you can have your divorce attorney contact us. We're happy to uh, work with other attorneys, or you can contact us us directly, and we can give you some advice on on how to navigate uh, getting out of that timeshare. It's probably not something the two of you are going to want to take together after the divorce is final. Can't imagine.
1: Well, and here's the thing. You mentioned something that's great. You you may be thinking about uh, getting out of a timeshare, but maybe you're not fully ready to pull the trigger, I want you to put this name into your phone, Finn Law Group, F-I-N-N Law Group. In fact, you can find them online at finnlawgroup.com. And the reason I want you to put that in your phone, if you own a timeshare or a timeshare, uh, uh, you know, a contract with timeshare company, whatever it is, however yours is set up, You may not need somebody today, but you may need somebody down the road, and you may forget this radio show, and you'll say, I remember they were talking about it, but I don't remember who it was. If you have a timeshare, put Finn Law Group in your phone, Andy, what number should they put in there uh, in their phone? And maybe they just want to have you look at the contract they have. Maybe they're not ready to get out of the contract, but they want to have you look at the contract. Put this in your phone. 855-346-6529. It's Finn Law Group. Listen, Andy, you know, uh, is been a part of this show for many, many months and uh, is, a, is a plethora of information. I'm going to rapid fire a couple more questions before we go. Is it a quick process and what does the process look like? Uh, to get out of a timeshare.
0: So, right, it's not typically a pr- quick process. It can be. depends on what you have, who your developer is. Uh, but be wary about promises online. You'll see this, as you were mentioning before, Mark, uh, guaranteeing you a very quick, fast result. That's typically not the case. Uh, as you can imagine, timeshare developers are not anxious to let you out uh, of a contract that's been profitable for them. Uh, so it can, it can take some time. You need to be uh, prepared for that. Uh, and I would just say, in general, be, be very wary of non-lawyer entities uh, who are attempting to represent you and, and serve as your attorney uh, de facto, uh, because they can make all kinds of promises to you. They're not governed by the rules of, uh, of ethics like lawyers are, and so you can, get, you can get led down a path, primrose path, if you will, if you're mm. not careful.
1: What happens if somebody just stops paying on their timeshare is that how's that handled? Is that like a credit card statement that you, you didn 't pay on? Is it going to go over to collections or is there other types of ramifications
0: that's right, so it will depending on the developers, they may be uh, credit reporting, so it will uh, in all likelihood show up on your credit report. You will undoubtedly be sent to collections you'll start getting collections calls and we're now hearing uh, more and more about developers uh, suing. Uh, timeshare owners who are delinquent Uh, and even in some instances uh, suing timeshare owners that have hired uh, exit companies to attempt to uh, get out of their timeshare. And one thing that is a benefit of of hiring an attorney is if you do get sued in the exit process you have an attorney to represent you and back you up and fight against the developer in court and I think that's a very important uh, benefit to you as a consumer because the timeshare company views that contract as binding and if you stop paying on it, they're not going to be happy about it, and they very well may uh, sue you for uh, not performing.
1: Well, and and also your firm, the Finn Law Group, has over 50 years of experience, and so your team knows the ins and outs, knows knows the old school contracts, knows the new school contracts, knows what needs to be looked for and how to, how to deal with and how to negotiate with these uh, large companies because these are big companies with lots of... Uh, You know, they've got lots of people on their staffs. Andy Meyer, thanks so much for being a part of the show today with the Finn Law Group. Plug it into your phone, 855... Your phone too, Andy, right? (laughs) 855. (laughs) 855, You don't call yourself. 855-346-6529. Again, I'm going to say one more time, Finn Law Group. If you've got a timeshare, there's a good chance at some point, even if it's not today, you're going to want to get out of that or at least consider getting out of that contract. And you can find out everything you need to find out before you make the call, just by going to thinlawgroup.com. you've heard Andy Meyer on the show. You know that he's uh, a reputable attorney, and their firm has been around for a long time with 50 years of experience. Give him a call, 855-346-6529. You're listening to the Ask the Experts show. Andy, thanks so much for being a part of the show. We'll talk to you again soon.
0: Thanks so much, Mark. Always a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.